This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Tuesday, the 13th of December 2022. More changes at Microsoft and more of your feedback coming up as we delve into the inbox. Grab yourself a coffee and a duvet, Sean. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, everybody. Welcome along to a cold, cold day. It's definitely, definitely winter time officially. I can only imagine what uh, temperature it is in the shed. Uh, Sean, are you, are you all right? Are you, are you frozen stiff in there or are you all right? I am gorgeous. It's actually warmer in wow. my shed. Hello, Stephen. It's warmer in my shed than it is in the house. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I was recording a episode of Shaun of the Shed, and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Um, okay, so what was the topic? Should we be looking forward to it or not? Uh, well, no, bedtime, I'm gonna, bedtime stories? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to keep it under my hat for now. But oh. I, the fact was, my, my phones had run out because I was screen recording on my phones and everything. And uh, I just I'll just put them on to charge, give me a little bit of a charge, and I'll just wait. And then it was like three hours later and I was sweating in my shed. But yeah, no, I'm fine, thank you. But doesn't it feel Christmassy? It you does. Know, it's you, got that feeling, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. We've got snow on the ground here in Scotland. Have you got snow? Yes. In Manchester, snow. England? Well, we, we had snow, and now it's just slippy, slippy ice. So, oh. um, yeah, it's a little bit treacherous out there, but it's cool. And every time I go out the house, someone will say, ooh, now watch yourself, be careful, because obviously I'm more at risk at slipping, apparently. I'm not. I'm very sure-footed. Yeah, well, I'm glad you are. I must admit, I am not particularly sure-footed. I just don't go out. I think that's the easiest bet. Yeah, but that's not a blind thing, right? Does, does being blind may, mean that you're more prone to slippage? No. No, not no, at all. No, there we go. There's another myth. Oh, God. Shattering myths we are. We're myth busters. We are, we are certainly something. I will tell you that. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I just tend to think, I just don't, I, I hear all these people who go out. I hear all the time people who go out the house and they slip <laughs> and <Yes>. fall. <laughs> oh. and, and you think to yourself, why bother? Don't you know they deliver these days? You don't have to go outside. You can stay indoors. It's brilliant. <sighs> Yeah, well, I would love to argue the point and play devil's advocate, but no, I'm with you. I'm not leaving the shed if exactly. I can help it. Anyway, I hope you're all keeping warm. I hope you're uh, feeling good today. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. And uh, actually, we're going to dive right into one of our voicemails from a listener, Peter, who got in touch to uh, ask us a rather important question. Greetings. It's Peter from Robin Hood County, hoping you're well. I belong to a WhatsApp group that my site, Knots, has set up and one of our members has just informed us that Microsoft is to discontinue Soundscape and make it an open source code. So the app will not be of any use from January 2023. Could you find out for us all and ascertain as to why this is happening? It's quite worrying actually because it's a really good app to use. Anyway, apart from that, I hope you all have a merry everything and a happy new year. And as it's December, I shall look forward to the 21st when it's midwinter. And I shall send blessings to the goddess Freya for a great new year. She is a druid god of peace. Take care, guys. From Aww. Pete in Robin Hood County. Goodbye. Uh, thank you, Peter. Yeah. And um, Why, Sorry. Was he was in church? Very there? ethereal there, was... there. Yeah, there was something going on. It was like, I don't know. He had some people around, I think, uh, singing it was some beautiful. Christmas carols. That was lovely. It was beautiful. Thank you for the blessing. We appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of lost on us, to be perfectly honest. Yes, it is. But, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, still appreciate it. I'm straight I know, back I appreciate, at you. I, I didn't say I didn't appreciate it. I just said yeah, it's just we, lost on us. Okay. The sentiment isn't. No. Now, I saw you tweet about this last night, the night before. I don't know when it was. But yeah, it was last night, yeah. Wow. This was shocking to me. And, and uh, initially, like Peter, I, I was like, this is terrible, terrible news. But is it? I mean, the, the, the thing I've well, taken away from this is made 
open source code, right? This code can be picked up by anyone, as far as I know from the story. Now, I, I actually tried to Google this, and I couldn't find much about this story at all this morning. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, that says a lot, doesn't it, that you, you can Google it and you can't find the info. Well, I do have the information here. Microsoft Research have put this out, and they say for more than six years, we've been honoured to develop the Soundscape Research Project, which was designed to deliver information about a person's location and points of interest and has guided individuals to desired places and, I guess, undesirable places as well, uh, and in unfamiliar spaces <laughs> using augmented reality and three-dimensional audio. And uh, it goes on to say that be, beginning January 3rd, 2023, the Soundscape code will be available as open-source software so that anyone can continue to build on and find new ways to leverage this novel feature set for the growing navigation opportunities in today's world. As Microsoft Research continues to expand into new accessibility innovation areas, we hope the open source software release of this Soundscape code supports the community in further developing confidence and utility of spatial audio navigation experiences. So that's the first part of the story. So the code itself is being made available open source for anybody to pick up. Now, when we say anybody, I mean, it literally could be anybody, right? If they're making it open source, any developer out there could take it on. Exactly. It could be, you know, merged in with something like Blind Square or, or any app, really, or you know, made standalone. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know how easy that coding is to implement, but the code is out there. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. And the other point to pick up, though, is Peter said that the app will be unusable, unusable in January 2023. Now, does it actually state that anywhere? I, I would assume you could still use the app. Dropping support doesn't necessarily mean that the app is, you know, dead in the water. Mm. No, I know. Well, that's right. And I think that's an important distinction here. I mean, I think people will tend to, because the second part of the story makes you think that it is dead in the water. So it says also on January 3rd, 23, the Microsoft Soundscape iOS app will no longer be available for download from the App Store, although existing installations can continue to be used until the end of June 2023. So we're grateful to all of those who have tried and found value in the Microsoft Soundscape app, says Microsoft, and appreciate all the feedback and stories we have uh, had shared uh -oh. with us over the years. So the app itself is going away, or at least will will be going away from January 3rd, so you won't be able to get it. Uh, if you haven't got it already, probably a good idea to get it downloaded. If you had a device that you maybe want to keep it on, you'll at least get another six months out of it. After that, though, it uh, is going away. And right. it will be okay. supported after June. So I've changed my mind. Why? So it's all terrible, right? Okay, that's no, it. It's no, all no. terrible I'm, now. I'm sorry. Okay, giving the code away, great. Why are you killing the app? That, well, is, that there's no, as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong on this, and we really should get someone from Microsoft in on this. What resources are being pumped in to keep that app active? Is there a server somewhere that actually Microsoft needs to keep active in order to, for uh, Soundscape to run? I don't think so. Doesn't it use the open source open maps for its data set? So from the mapping data point of view, there's no uh, burden from Microsoft. So I can understand dropping support and maybe, you know what, if there's a new Bose frames with accelerometers in there, we're not going to support it. And, you know, the Sony Lynx was the latest one, Sony Link Buds, they yeah, added in right, there. Yeah. So if there's any new, we're not going to add those that hardware in. We're not going to put any further code into it. Absolutely fine. But why shut it down? Because it is a really, really useful app. Well, why shut it down? It's probably because they're expecting someone else to take it on, as in the source code. It's very key here that they're saying the source code so the app itself will disappear because that's a Microsoft app. They are no longer going to support it. So it kind of makes sense for them not to do that. I get that people, I, I've seen already people saying on Twitter just this morning that, you know, well, look, why can't they just take the app or even just sell the app to someone? Or if someone said, look, I'll take the app as is and continue it as is. Well, they are basically doing that anyway with the source code. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, for people who've got the app, then there wouldn't be a process of change, right? It would just everything would just be a continuum and it would just maybe drop the Microsoft name and that would be it. So maybe that would be more helpful and maybe that will happen. I mean, this has just been announced. So maybe someone will come in at this point and say, look, we'll take this on. But it kind of, it, it, and I'm not broadening out too much here because I know I want to stick on this topic, but it does lend itself to this topic of cuts that we're seeing across tech organizations. We're now starting to see the reality of what these cuts mean. 
there are projects that are just coming to an end. Now, Microsoft aren't saying this is a natural end to this project. I mean, I'm, I, immediately I'm starting to get worried about seeing AI. You know, is that another one that's on the way exactly out? Exactly right. Exactly right. And why is it always the accessibility team that gets the first, you know, on the chopping block? I mean, I, 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 honestly, what sort of resources are, uh, resources are they pumping in to something like Soundscape compared to some other, um, okay, let's use the word niche services that they, they offer out there? I'm sure Soundscape, in, in the grand scheme of Microsoft's budget, is nothing. I, I don't know. I, um, yeah, I don't like the fact that they're killing off the app. I, I, I thought that the, I thought that maybe there was a positive in here, as in the source code being made available. And someone, you know, there's a lot of developers in our community. I'm thinking of Winston Chan with the Voice Dream, you know, suite of apps. Maybe he can do something great with mm. it. And others, you know, Blind Square, like I've mentioned, or maybe an organisation like the CNIB, or someone could pick it up and brand it themselves. But why, yeah, until that happens, until we get an alternative app that's out there, why cut out? Why cut off usage of the Microsoft Soundscape? Now, know. there is a bit of a Q&A on the website as well, which kind of goes through some of the questions I, they imagine we will be asking. One being, are other Microsoft offerings implicated in this change for Soundscape um, or following a similar path at this time? And the answer to that is no. This change is specific to Soundscape. There's no impact or implication on other Microsoft offerings. Um, also, the question is, why has Microsoft Research decided to release this as open source? Uh, as we evolve our research portfolio, they say it is natural to end or transition some projects. Not saying that it is natural, though, um, because <laughs> I don't know if there is. It says, we feel the community can benefit from the novel experiences we developed for the Soundscape Research Project, and that is why we are releasing the code as open source software. I think there's something else you need to be aware of here in that this and Seeing AI both came out of hackathon events. So these were projects that came out of uh, essentially you know, de developers getting together to discuss what could be, what we could, you know, let's create something, let's try something different, let's think outside the box. And that is where Seeing AI and Soundscape both came from. Now, I think Seeing AI has got a little bit more shelf life in it because, of course, they recently got that partnership with Halion, which is interesting when you think now about that, because mm, initially yeah. we thought about that relationship as just a way to further the cause of seeing AI. Actually, maybe it was more about getting some financial backing behind it. Who knows? Um, I know people tend to think, well, you know, Microsoft is a huge company. They can just throw money around. But, you know, the, the money has to come from somewhere. And they're not, and this comes back to this point, they're not monetizing any of these apps. Now, I'm not saying they should, but I'm just saying that they're not monetizing these apps. Yeah, but maybe if they'd monetize Soundscape, maybe we'd have we, we wouldn't be seeing the end of it. Who I know I'm in trouble for saying. That. I know you'll all get upset about that. No, but, but yeah, but when someone picks up the open source code, right, and, and rebrands and reforks their the the, the Soundscape code, uh, you think they're going to give that away for free? Well, I, I mean, wouldn't think why, so. No, why should they? You know, no. Again, going back to Winston and his explanation when we interviewed him about, you know, why he he had to basically try and make this a way to make a living with the subscription models and whatever else. You know, developers need to make a living out of this. So I don't see that as a reason why Microsoft should should cut, as I said, cut it dead. I, I honestly don't like that. What about the, I mean, the, the closest example of this I can think of is, um, and it's not the same, but just in the similar kind of line is the Pixel Book. Now, there hasn't been a new Pixel Book from Google for a while. And the rumor is there won't be one because... I know they're bringing out the new tablet, but there won't be any more Pixel Books because essentially they've developed the system and other manufacturers are taking it on. That's how this feels. It's like we've developed something, we've shown you what's possible, now go and run with it. I, I must admit, I'd kind of rather have seen them work with someone instead of just letting it go out there. I'd kind of like to see Microsoft still involved in some way. Do you know what I mean? Even just to allow them, you know, to bring a developer in to say, look, let's work mm. on this together rather than... You know, essentially, well, there's just going from being a Microsoft product to Joe Blogs, the developer. This is very early days, right? And this is my initial reaction to this. So Microsoft have done a a, um, a research, almost like scholarship with developers, and they've awarded grants and money to people with interesting accessibility ideas and, mm -hmm. and programs, right? So maybe they are working with someone, and maybe someone, one of those teams will pick it up. But going back to the... Pixel book, you know, that's absolutely fine and a, a great analogy. But Google didn't suddenly turn off all the Pixel books from working. 
And that that's the thing for me. Mm. I'm not entirely sure why why the need for that. But um, hey, look, let's hope Apple, Google pick it up and it becomes part of Apple Maps or Google Maps, just a, a you know another tab at the bottom for yeah, a soundscape. Uh, it, there's no reason why that couldn't happen now. Now, interestingly, in that uh, little webpage that we've um, been reading from today, there is actually that comment about no other products being affected by this particular change. So this change is just, you know, to, to Sunscape and that's the end of it. However, more broadly, this is not the only story from Microsoft that came out last night. There is another one. Another app is also gone on the way out and that is Microsoft Authenticator app, not the main one, but the Apple Watch app. So the Microsoft Authenticator app on your Apple Watch is also heading out the door in January 23. Um, so this has been spotted in by 9to5Mac, who reported this late last night. Microsoft confirmed a new update to the Microsoft Authenticator iOS app will cause the watchOS companion app to quit working. Microsoft suggests that anyone who currently has the watchOS app installed to delete it, as it will be non-functional sometime in January. Mm. Uh, it says that according to WatchOS, uh, sorry, according to Microsoft, WatchOS is incompatible with Microsoft Authenticator's security features. Uh, of course, anyone who needs to use Microsoft Authenticator to access their Microsoft account will still be able to using the app on the iPhone or iPad. It is only the Apple Watch that is affected. And of course, what uh, the 95Mac are reporting here is they say, well, it's, it's not just the only one to go from the Apple Watch. They're talking specifically about the Watch. 2017, Google pulled its companion Google Maps app. Yeah. Um, they did bring it back in 2020, though. Uh, eBay introduced a WatchOS app in 15 and removed it in 17. In 18, the enterprise messaging platform Slack depreciated its Apple Watch app. Um, and uh, in 2019, if you really care about this one, because I don't, the Pokemon Go companion app was <gasps> pulled. Um, How dare they? I've Less than three years all. after it was introduced, yeah, you've got to catch them all. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's not the only one to go, right? I, I, which is, again, the broader story there about Apple Watch and, and development for yeah. it. But here's another example of Microsoft pulling another app just on the same day, pretty much. I like Authenticator as well. I use it yeah, for so my I. email. I, I've stopped using passwords for my email um, and use um, solely Authenticator to get in, which it works really well and it's it's more secure. So... I use that. But the Apple Watch thing, as, as the examples you gave there, there are so many different programs which are really popular that have been pulled from the Apple Watch. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not as concerned about that, let's be honest. Well, I think it, well, what what is that coming out of? Is that because they are trying to scale back development to cut costs? Well, do and... you believe what they say in the statement that it's purely down to the Apple Watch not lining up with the authenticator security oh, well, needs? That, that may be part of it, but I think it's also more likely that they're cutting back and the Apple Watch is the easiest one to let go. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't yeah. seem to be, it does seem there's something going on with Apple Watch that developers just aren't that keen. They're not that keen on, on developing for that device. It doesn't seem to be getting the kind of support, despite the fact that the Apple Watch itself seems very popular. People oh, incredibly like successful. Them. The most popular, yeah. even not just smartwatch, most popular watch, isn't it, apparently? So what, what the hell's going on? Why is it suddenly that no one's developing for it or no one wants to develop new apps for it? They're just pulling them. I don't. And I'm, I mean, we're talking big apps here. We're not talking like, you know... I just think of WhatsApp. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, the, you send a WhatsApp voice message and you have to go, you, you always have to go back to your phone to listen to it. Why? Yeah. And that's a user base of billions, the, the yeah. most used communications app out there, and yet no support on the Apple Watch. Why? There must be a reason for that. I don't know what it is. So there you go. So we're coming to oh. the end of this year, and we're starting to get a little bit nervous because we're at the point where we're starting to see certain planks of our you know, accessibility, things we, we thought were secure, yeah, starting to fall away a little bit, it's or at least getting a little more wobbly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what is going on here? Well, maybe you know, maybe there's something we can do about this to change that tide. You know, if there's enough backlash from the community, why are you killing it off specifically? Then maybe Microsoft will change their mind on that because, as Peter said, this is an incredibly useful app. This is probably the most used mobility GPS style app that I use above Apple Maps, above anything. I really find this useful. Yeah. So I would be, yeah, I would be really 
sorry to see it go. I'll tell you something. If um, seeing AI was to go, oh, that nightmare. would be... Yeah. I will say this, though. I mean, if... <laughs> rather cruelly, if I say this. Um, if seeing AI was to go, I bet Envision was wishing they'd never get rid of their... You know, their payment yes. plan. Yes, their subscription. <laughs> Actually, uh, we changed our mind. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to start charging. But this comes back, you know, it's funny because this year I've been asking developers that very question. I've been saying to people, look, what is your long-term plan here? You can't, you know, I, I'm almost feeling bad for them because I'm like, you can't be giving this app away for free. How do you develop it? How do you make money? How do you keep it going? If yes. Microsoft can't keep Soundscape going... yes. What hope do we have that the other ones will survive without involvement with money? We can't have everything for nothing. No, absolutely. And I'm, I'm always brutally honest. If if I had the talent to code anything, I would not give it away for free. No, it, it, it's you know it's it's product of someone's labour, and they deserve to be paid for it. And of course, there's the argument about well, how many subscriptions can I possibly sustain? And I get that, but at the same time, you know, you need to pick and choose. Listen, so, I, I pay, oh no. I think it's like 15 quid a month, 15, $20 a month, say, on Calendly, right? It's the, it's basically the oh, calendar yeah. scheduling system. Yeah, it, it is a lot of money. It's 20 quid, a, $20 a month. Do you know what? It really makes my life easier to like the, you know, unbelievable level of you know probably cutting back interactions with people down by you know five to ten emails at a time you know i oh, get in touch with someone well when i, I say to, to someone to let's but no 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 it's not that it's, it's you know what it's like you say to no, someone hey, exactly let's meet up mean. and you go oh well when uh well there's next tuesday or oh, i can't do tuesday can i do thursday or oh, half past four is okay and you're just like god if they can just pick it and, and you can just go into the calendar you can pick a time and it's done and yeah. I have got so many more interviews secured that way because it's easier for the person who I'm contributing with, uh, who is contributing to the show, and also for me to contact them. Um, that's the way to do it, I think. You know, it, it just yeah, to me, I, that's I, it. I, I also get that, and it's totally worth it. But what if you've got, you know, what if Soundscape said, okay, we'll keep it going, $10 a month subscription. Uh, great, okay. Now, Seeing AI does it as well. I mean, these are all essential apps to me. So there are essential subscriptions, and it still starts, you know, to to mount up. But yes, okay, then but then your Netflix. Wouldn't then that give up be better order. if you then had the security that it was going to be there as a result of that? Well, that's this is right. the point. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm totally with you. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm arguing about when you're a company the size of Microsoft. Is there maybe it's not about sustaining that? Maybe there is a responsibility to give back. Do you know we started the show? Um, in September on the, in the new daily format and I remember the amount of people that said to me how can you do this show daily how are you going to achieve this and I'm like honestly guys I, I go away for five minutes and I come back we, we've started putting we told you yesterday we're doing our seven days of 2022 our big special you know seven days we started recording that yesterday yes <laughs> and we did yes. the one about Microsoft and we like honestly one day and it's all changed again. It's like, it's just getting ridiculous. So yeah, let's this, re-record. This yeah, just do it again. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing the same show until hopefully we've managed to squeeze. We may as well just come in during the holidays and be here doing this. Because yes, exactly. Let's it's do it just real ridiculous. Time. Um, yeah, just do it live. Just just get it done live. Right, look, uh, let's get a couple other voicemails in on different topics. This is Michael, who's got back in touch with us again following yesterday's show. So last time I recorded, because I didn't want Mr. F to have to pay for someone to read my email, and so I think I just said, hey, there's a new file, and here it is. This time, I'm going to say I'm recording because, well, Sean keeps complimenting on my voice. So if anyone wants to buy my voice, just say you can buy it. It's for sale. TTS, that voice. Anyways, I wanted to come to you guys with a couple of gadgets slash 2022, I almost said 23, can't even remember what year we're in, tools that I got and that I started using that have impacted my life both in a positive and in a, huh, that makes your life a little bit easier and makes you sound better way. The first one is going to be this Vocaster. So I picked up the Vocaster 1, which is an audio interface that allows me to push buttons, and I like buttons, and I can take off my radio sound voice or bring my radio sound voice back. Hopefully you can tell a little bit of a difference. And this Vocaster, I've been using it on the Mac, and I use Loopback with 
with uh, the Mac so I can pull voiceover out of the mix and only send the audio that I want. Right now I have one called, what is this thing called? It is called Microphone Aux and QuickTime. I should really rename these or rebuild these. But what this will do is if I choose that as an input, it will let me grab either, well, it grabs all the audio from my microphone, the aux cable if I have it plugged in, or, and QuickTime if I'm playing audio in QuickTime because I have a couple of projects where I have to do that. One of these days I'll get around to, you know, setting it up the way I should. So that was pretty cool. Really liked it. I got the Shure Beta 87A microphone. So I guess that came this year too. Um, I also bought a boom arm. Funny how when you're in recording, sometimes a boom arm can make like the biggest difference. And I would say that is my most favorite piece of tech this year. It's a Rode something. I don't even remember. If you really want a model number, let me know. But this thing, it just moves so smoothly and I can reach up oh. and just adjust it. And no one knows. I used to have like Ooh. a $20 boom arm that my boss got me in 2019 yes. when Garbage. he thought we were going to be working together for a while. And, and you know, this is all before the pandemic and i kind of may have sort of snuck the boom arm that i was using in the radio station home because i wanted something cool i did tell him when i brought it back and said oh by the way i borrowed this for the evening he said okay that's fine and then he bought me one so i didn't have to borrow it anymore anyways this boom arm is amazing and you can put it at different angles so i have the sure beta 87a above my macbook air oh got that this year too well, my wife got the MacBook Air M2, so I got her hand-me-downs, but that counts, right? <laughs> Anyways, so I can just hang the microphone above the computer screen, still get high quality, and while I was doing video testing for the Kelly and Rumia show starting in 2023, it was kind of cool to be able to just adjust the microphone wherever I needed it. Okay, so we'll talk about one last piece of tech that has made a huge impact in my life. And and Mark and Sean, I am apologizing now because I don't remember if Steven has one, but he uh, might want to pull his studio apart just to put one in because these things are great. Oh, no, no. Do a little better cable management than what I did and maybe not Velcro tape the power strip directly above it. You knew Velcro tape was a thing, right? So I got a sit-stand desk. Got it from Costco here in the U.S. for $2.99. And it's great. It has touch buttons that I can't even see. I really should add some lock dots or something to them so I know. Because earlier today, I was doing some testing with Romeo. Reached over, set my coffee cup down. All of a sudden, my desk starts dropping from below me. Like, wait, wait, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Gotta, gotta, gotta stop the desk from moving. No. But seriously, this is a pretty cool thing. It's got a glass top on it. So if I wanted to, I could use uh, dry erase markers on my desk and just doodle on my desk and uh it's it's big enough to keep all the junk that i have on my desk uh uh i i'm sorry i should have said it's big enough to keep all the important stuff i have on my desk <laughs> and allow me to be productive anyways those are a couple of tech things really am excited that you guys are not going to step away for the holiday season merry christmas happy new year and i'm sure you'll get more content from me in the near future yeah i don't doubt it michael and i look forward to it as well thank you that that's uh, a really interesting start to our look ahead. I, I just don't like talking after Michael's been on because you know it, it, there's my eh, me, 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 voice and there's Michael with his deep booming voice. Oh, so it's voice. more like me 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 me. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow, some cool stuff there, right? The, the um, now you're a fan of the standing desk. Well, I'm a fan of the standing desk. I'm not a key, not a fan on the standing part, uh, but yeah. It's, well, why uh, get a standing desk? I mean, that well, is part of it, isn't it? So I'll tell you why I got the standing desk. This is the, goes on as truth. I bought it because we do the TV show on a. I sit on a stool, and it just gives us a bit more height. And if I'm perfectly honest, it allows my um, um, how can I put this? Uh-huh. My um, stomach um. to stay out of the way. Uh, or at oh, least make right. it look a bit flatter, you know, because basically you're kind of, it's a, that's another story. Anyway, so basically. Girdle. that's the, what I use. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, yeah, the problem is getting it, the problem is that the, the fat has to, yeah. So um, the standing desk allows you to kind of stand up a little bit or at least sit up a little bit, and that's really nice. So I like it for that. And yeah, I mean, I have stood up at it for about five minutes and then sat down again. Um, it's a bit of a phase, I think, for a lot of people that go through the whole sit-stand <gasps> thing. Michael, do you hear what you're it saying? It is, it's Don't a stand phase. For that. You'll get over it. You'll be sitting at it more than you stand at it, I promise you. But you know what? At least the option's there. And it is good to stand up every so often. Just remember and not do what I did. I nearly lost a perfectly good iMac the other day um, because I hit the button to, to raise the thing up and forgot that the cable was trapped 
for the iMac, <gasps> and it just started sliding back on the desk. And whoa! <laughs> lost it completely. Um, so yeah, just just uh, obviously avoid that. Uh, listen, stick around because we've got more to come, more of your feedback, and more from Michael actually coming up because he's uh, going to be sending us some content soon, specifically around the Mini Vision smartphone. We didn't talk about that this oh, year no. at all. Talked a lot about Blindshell, but not the Mini Vision. So uh, he has got his hands, his grubby little hands on one, and he's going to do some demos for us. So look forward to that. Uh, speaking of demos and speaking of your contributions, thank you to Gordon and thank you to Greg for sending in your demos. Um, looking forward to getting them on air soon as well. So yeah, thank you for doing that. You've been sending in your demos. If you want to do that, you can record them at home, email them to us, just attach them to an email, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Or you can just call us and leave a voicemail. Just tell us what you're up to. Tell us your thoughts on the show. Tell us your thoughts on our topics. I'm sure lots of you are going to have plenty to say on the Soundscape story. So uh, do get in touch. one 803 Stick around. More to come next on Double Tap. Can't get enough Double Tap? Subscribe to the podcast and get your fill of Double Tap every day. Visit DoubleTapOnAir.com and follow us now. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Double Tap. Sean and Stephen today. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've checked this out, but uh, Double Tap is giving away... This is a Christmas giveaway. We're giving away all the... (laughs) We opened our drawers, right? And we just basically said, let's empty them and give them to the people. Let's give what's in our drawers to the people, Sean. And they've responded... Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. What a beautiful thing. You're like Santa Claus, basically, Stephen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's Santa Claus giving away other people's stuff. It's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we've got Mark on the line with us because Mark is going to update us on where we are with the competition because so many people have been getting in touch with us to enter into our draw to win some prizes and also win some great prizes. Some other prizes available now as well. Mark's on the line to tell us more. Mark. Stephen, Sean, I hope you're well. I just wanted to let you know that the giveaway is still going on. You have until... December 23rd to get in on the Double Tap TV gift guide giveaway, or just call it the Double Tap giveaway. Lots of really cool stuff. Head on over to ami.ca slash Double Tap, and you can uh, fill out that form there, and you'll be entered to win some of the pretty cool stuff. We just added a BenQ monitor to the mix, so that's going to be in there as well, a gaming monitor from BenQ, as well as some great stuff from Huawei and Belkin and Wemo. Lots of fun stuff. But I got to go. Got to go. Lots of things to do. Busy, busy. Okay, fine. Right, bye, bye then, bye then. Oh, he's not, he doesn't hang around as our Mark, does he? No, he doesn't. He's always 10,000 miles an hour, our Mark. Exactly. But uh, well, there's a BenQ monitor in there as well. I wow. want a bank. Can I? I'm, I'm not allowed to, to enter. <laughs> no, you're not I allowed. Well, I'm not allowed. So if I'm not allowed, you're not allowed. Oh, uh, fair enough. Okay. Now, some great stuff. ami.ca slash... Double tap. Double tap. There you go. Thank you. What's the name of the show? Did you I not know that? I, do, I, don't, I, didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, I was waiting for you to finish it off. It's, it's not. It's not Sean of the Shed, you know. It's, we're back here. Uh, oh, on, all right. Get, get okay, back in the game. There you Come go. Ami.ca forward slash double tap. Fill out the form. Go. You could win prizes. You could win prizes. You could win stuff. Ah, oh, gorgeous. Yeah, listen. So many companies get in touch with us and send us bits and bobs and. You know, we can only play with so much. And when we do, we often think, well, hang on, what do we do with this stuff now? And it just seems like it seems like such a waste. Yep. Pass you know, it on. To just have it sitting in a cupboard. So let's just let's give our let's give what's in our drawers away. Please stop saying that. Yeah, it doesn't sound great, does it? <laughs> Merry festive period to you all. Here's my drawers. Right, uh, let's get some more voicemails. <laughs> Felix has been in touch. Hi, Stephen and Sean and all the rest of the Double Tappers. Hello. Just a quick one from me. This is Felix. Just to simply say that Job Job, it comes from The Simpsons. Yeah. So, uh, <gasps> yes! Not Futurama and not Star Wars. All right. Good day, all. Uh, keep up, keep the, um, the good shows coming. And uh, I'll be listening during that special week. Um, of shows as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye for now. That sounds like a threat more than anything else. It so. did. It sounded a little bit sinister, but thank you, Felix. <laughs> I'll be listening. I'll be listening. <laughs> Actually, I think Felix was in his bed. I'm just guessing. 
<laughs> Under the duvet. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Jub Jub, The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it was on Futurama as well, but no, all right, we'll go with it. It must be one of those names. Yeah, it's, it's just an... It's a, it, yeah, Jub Jub. Yeah, the name of my future dog. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't the Ewok sing that at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi? Jub Jub. And you're asking me this because... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I, don't, I forgot who I was talking to. Sorry, carry I on. Think you've forgotten where you are today, haven't you? You've just you've completely forgotten it's me you're talking to <laughs> and that you're on double tap. It's, it's, it's an unfortunate I knew I, was, I knew I was on double tap. I was waiting for you. It was a, a, it was a, a two-parter. I, I was bringing you in, Stephen. Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you. Bring me in on my own show. That's really nice of you. Thanks. I know. I'm so chuffed about that. Um, so... I'm just, I, I, honestly, I've been going through a lot of the stories. It's amazing this time of year things start to quieten down, or at least they do in the mainstream tech sense, but as we now know today, um, that's not really been the case because we've just had that big announcement from Microsoft. I wonder if maybe that's partly why they've done this. You know, it's, everyone's feeling good. It's Christmas time. It's like, oh, Soundscape's dead. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> trying to bury it under good news, <laughs> that, that one bad news. <laughs> Slide it past us at Christmas. Okay. So yes, it is going to affect our uh, seven days of 2022. The first episode has just been completely uh, pulled apart, but never mind. Derailed. Yeah, but we are. We, it's interesting. We're going through a lot of the, the clips from the show. Do you know, we have covered a lot over the last year, a lot on this show and on Double Tap TV as well. And yes. um, we're going to try and, and feed so much of that. And you know, I was just looking at one of the stories, and it's, it's funny. This is how the year has gone. There's so much news, and I was looking at you know. The news of Ira going everywhere. Uh, Envision glasses, the year of the wearable. Um, yes. You know, for us blind people, Envision ARX as well. Yeah, the Blind Shell Classic 2, we talked a lot about that this year. It seems to really be coming of age. And I'm going through all these clips, and I realise that there's one story I've just completely forgotten about. And it was just because I was going through everything. I was going through every single folder, every single show we've done, and I come across the Twitter accessibility team being sacked story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that as well. <laughs> so after all the Twitter talk, we yeah. forgot about the accessibility team. Well, just, just you know, that way you, you just get sucked into this world, because right now it's just ongoing. Every day there's another story. Today, of yes. course, it's Twitter Blue, because it's back. Uh, you can get that for, what is it, $11 a month now? $11? Yes, now, is, the is, price. Is that for the 30% of Apple are, are taken? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yes. Well, well inter- yeah, because they said that it's $8 on web and it's $11 on iOS. Of course, yeah. No no news on Android. I don't know if it's the same on Android. I imagine it probably is. Yes, I, I don't it know. will be. Um, but yeah, it just it's... it's are you going to sign up to Twitter Blue? Do you want to be verified? No, no. Why? Why would I need to be verified? I, I don't honestly don't understand it. So the thing is, you've got to authenticate yourself with a phone number. A lot of people aren't happy about that. I don't know if I'm bothered about that so much because when I think about it, I, I'm thinking about well, look, you know, WhatsApp has got my number, which means Facebook have got my number, which yes. means that Instagram's got my number. You know, everyone else has got it. You know, and, and still no one calls me. So, you know, I didn't get, <laughs> well, I didn't even get bothered by the trolls. It's, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not like... Are people saying there's, what, privacy security concerns of, of giving Twitter your telephone Yeah, there's, but people are always concerned about that, right? Giving away your, well, your mobile that, number. I get that, but the point of verification for me, and I still don't quite understand why this isn't, that it verifies who you say you are. So you've got to give over personal details anyway to confirm well, that's right. who you are, if you're a politician, celebrity, or whatever it may be. And would you so, want to hand over your passport? <laughs> But if you want to tick, then yes. If you want to verify that, hey, this is really me, then that's in place. It makes sense to me. Really? You would do that? Well, again, I don't need to be verified because there's no one out there saying, hey, I'm Sean Priest and pretending to be me because I'm, I'm the nothing out there. So it doesn't matter. Oh, but, stop. oh I'm the nothing uh, out there I'm a nothing. with, well, no, with my hugely successful media, podcast I, and radio I, show. Yes, no, I get that. But on, on social media, I'm not. So it doesn't... It doesn't there's no bonus or, or I can't see the advantage for me to be verified. What about you? Um, I just kind of like the idea of having it. I, I like subscribing to things. So it kind of like <laughs> kind of intrigues me to be like, oh, it's something else I can subscribe to. Okay, why not? Uh, you know, a blue tick. I mean, the thing is, I, the only thing that's kind of put me off at the minute is that I feel that the options that they're talking about, you know, for example, you can post longer videos, you can post audio. Um, they're saying they're going to increase the character limit to 4,000. I mean, what's that about? 
Okay, um, so now it's a blogging site. Yeah, right? exactly. It's now just it's basically just WordPress, you know, or yeah. Substack, you know, it's that kind of thing. Um, I'm not so keen on that side of it, to be sure, but um, but equally, you know, a lot of the features they're talking about are in the future. They're not happening now, so I don't know what I'm getting from my other than a blue tick, uh, which isn't. I don't know. I, I I think the problem for me is I wish they would just reset the whole blue tick thing. Everybody who's got a blue tick should just have it pulled off them, and that's it. And then we start fresh. If you want a blue tick, we all have to be verified for it. We all have to pay our money. I think that is a, a fairer way of doing it. Whereas the idea right now of, of people having the blue tick because they were previously verified um, and then keeping that and therefore not paying for it seems a little bit like it creates a two-tier system. And I, I'm not keen on that. I don't see the value there. Uh, because because it just feels like I'm just paying for the thing that someone else has got for free. Absolutely. I'm sorry, there seems to be an airplane landing on my shed. Just give me a second. Uh, listen, people, uh, you're going to have to get Gary back on the line again because he is convinced you live in some kind of mansion. Now he's going to think you've got a strip of land out there where jets are taking off the and helipad. Landing. Yes, yeah, sorry, the helipad. Yes, sorry. <laughs> what didn't they have it where you had the tick and you also had the grey badge as well for people that, for celebrities that were verified, you know, their ID was verified, then they have a grey badge. So you got a blue tick and a grey badge. Mm. That's, that was before it all went away. So I have no idea how it's working now. But look, it, it should come down to you've got Twitter, then you've got Twitter Plus, which has these extra features. I, I don't know what that is, less adverts or whatever it may be, or no adverts. If you want to pay for that, a monthly subscription, absolutely fine. But sorry, people paying to be verified, then what does that verification mean now? It means absolutely nothing. Yeah, anymore. that's kind of what I feel as well. I just don't know what it is. You know, what am I, what am I really benefiting out of this other than just saying, oh, look, I've got a tick that I've paid for. It doesn't yeah, have the same... Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't have the same kind of feel to it. Uh, anyway, I think ultimately, I think it's because they gave the ticks out for nothing. If it had been that way at the beginning, if you had been verified by signing up, you know, essentially like a Twitter Plus, as you say, then I think that would have been better. But people just, because it's so mixed up and fragmented now, I just, I, I don't know if it's it doesn't got any make value. any sense. And you know what I think, anyway? I think that everyone should have to verify their ID to be on the internet. That would cut down on all these disgusting and terrible messages that people feel they can put out there because they're anonymous. You should have an internet passport. Thank you. Wow. Well, there's a, there's a conversation to be right. had. Um, that is a story in itself when you think about it. I mean, yeah, you could do that, but. You know, you then that, that means you're. I mean, well, I'll say one thing: it means you're accountable for everything you say. Because absolutely, but you know, is that? What? But what? There's no downside to it. I'm telling you. Well, the problem is that if offence can be taken, as it often can be, and and is taken by people who you know who decides what offence is. Suddenly, you have a what I would say some kind of judge and jury system going on online who decides whether or not your tweets are good or not. So, if I said, for example, you know, I'm actually a huge fan of a cup of tea could well, someone then come back where you and were say going then okay good luck <laughs> <laughs> but you know if i said that and then someone said well that means that you hate people who grow coffee because you don't support the coffee growers and therefore there's swathes of of land and people in this in this world who you just frankly are, have just wiped out in your in your mind you're you know genocide by coffee um and, I, yes. and and that's that would not be surprising to me that if that's how it went, you know, because that's what Twitter does. I know, but it, it you know, whatever st- you say, I mean, I've seen it with people who say the nicest things, you know, and then suddenly it is turned. I, I got I got into a Twitter thing with someone. Of course, by, you did by suggesting to them that you know what they were doing was so good they should maybe put it on more platforms so more people could enjoy it, and that turned into a hate crime. Oh, according really? to the people online, because I was suggesting that, you know, they do more work and, you know, I do enough work and why don't... And I'm like, I'm just oh. trying to be nice here. I'm saying, look, <laughs> I think what you're doing is really good. I'm, I'm saying what you're doing is brilliant. Why don't you yeah, make it more matter. available to more people? This person's decided to take offence to it and then I'm publicly hanged on Twitter. Well, yeah, you're, you're publicly hanged by some people out there. But, but, if, it, but, if, but what you're saying is, if I have yes. an ID and if I am, yes. you know, someone could come to my door... You you say... Yeah, but 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 again, but stand by what? Being nice. So no, no, what? no, no, no. Don't you see stand anything. By, well, you defend what you say, and you're more selective about what you say, right? What? So you could say, uh, as it currently stands, you could do that, and now you could delete your account, come back in a, as a totally different profile with a different name, and say whatever you want. And that, there's never a good reason for that ever. 
you should stand by what you say. If you're going to be attacked before a tweet, it's either justified or it's not justified. And if it's not justified, then you can defend yourself and you can stand up and say, I stand behind you've, what you've I You've never say. been at the end of a Twitter war, have you? I haven't. No. <laughs> no, you're right. It's like trying to drink from a fire hose. It is not easy. And you do not have, and you know, I really feel for people who are, you know, I was, I'm lucky in the sense that I, I have the view of social media that is, it's not really that important. And I was, I was watching a video the other night, actually, someone saying this, saying, you know, on one hand, it's, we think of it as not that important, but equally, it's so important because whatever you say on it has such weight. Um, and it's a real kind of paradox going on because on one hand, you, you're thinking, well, and I do, I kind of think, I still am amazed people even, I remember when news would start quoting tweets and I think, really? People quoting tweets? What's that about? You know, yes. just some ramblings of a, of, of a mad person, you know? Why is that big news? Yes. But now that's that's the thing. Everybody just gets tweeted and quoted and the comments, you know, it's just become that. And I don't know, I, I, because I, I don't look at it that way, I was able to kind of back out of it a little bit easier. And also I didn't respond to the trolls, which is the answer. Don't well, respond to them. that's the answer to everything, but there's no reason why you shouldn't, as I said, I, th I think you should always be identifiable online, no matter yeah. what. Okay. Um, also, the story of the day as well, everyone's talking about, is uh, just over one month after the crypto exchange FTX filed for bankruptcy, Ryan Pinder, who's the Attorney General of the Bahamas, announced the arrest of its founder and former CEO, Sam bankman Freed, SBF, as he's become known. The old SBF. Old SBF. Finger um, looking good. Absolutely. Um, according to the notice, the arrest came after the means. US government informed the Bahamas of uh, criminal charges filed against Bankman Freed Chicken and said it's likely to request his extradition from the nation where he was residing and which had served as a base of operations for FTX. The mm. collapse revealed that SBF and his associates had appeared to use customer deposits with FTX to prop up his other business, the trading firm Alameda Research. And once run once a run on FTX revealed it lacked the funds to pay back customers, the exchange quickly shut down operations. So uh, yeah, looks like that's all come to an end. They've got the guy in custody, so we'll see what happens he to him. He came out. He said himself, "Ah, yeah, all that talk about ethics and all that—it's just lip service that we had to pay." Yeah, it's what what you, you're damning yourself, you're condemning yourself. But hey ho, he did what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one more voicemail. Ronnie has been back in touch with us. I would like to hear from Ronnie. And uh, on the subject of naming things, I mentioned Job Job earlier. Well, uh, Ronnie isn't telling us about uh, things she's naming as well. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all that fun stuff. It's mm. Ronnie from Canada. I'm just calling to let you know that my cane's name is Clyde. Even though we don't rob banks and shoot up the town if left <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> if we're left on alone and I'm unescorted and and we can cause trouble because it's we're Ronnie and Clyde. Wow. Well, I really like that. I only just got that when she said it. But uh yes. Perfect. Well, no, do you know do you know what I thought when I first heard that message? I listened to it last night when it came in. Don't say Clint Eastwood. No, no, I no? I thought all this time we've been calling her Ronnie and it's actually Bonnie. That's what I thought. I thought oh, we'd yeah. been, I've been naming Ronnie wrong the whole time. Your stomach just went into a bit of a knot there. Yes. Oh, I keep calling her Ronnie and she's just letting thinking, me away with it. Uh, every which way but loose. Left turn, was it? Ref, left turn, Clyde. That monkey. I used to like that. Anyway, that's very it. good. I don't name my cane. I should do, though. Well, speaking of which... Uh, coming up on a future episode of Double Tap, uh, we're going to be talking to someone about a cane. Now, this is very interesting. You're going to like this. Uh, you, as uh, I think you in particular, will benefit from this. Yes. Because the canes, and, and I know a lot of our listeners have this problem as well, a lot of the canes we have, sometimes they don't last long. Oh, oh. Right? They just terrible. fall to bits or yes. Things break off them or whatever happens, right? Well, mm -hmm. there's a company out there, and I'm struggling to get the details up in front of me, but I don't have them. Uh, there's a company out there which, who we're going to be talking to in uh, the new year, and it is going to be all about an adventurer-type cane, a, a cane <gasps> which has been built to withstand all the elements. This is like the Apple Watch Ultra of canes. A rugged cane. A rugged now, cane. When I was at Collage many decades ago, there was many, the hopple. Many, sorry, or hoople? Let me just let me just do this. Many, many, oh. many. 
Yeah, all right. Thank you. Many. Right. Yes, okay. All right. So there was a hoople, <laughs> I believe it was called. And that Mort. was used for... Mort the... Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, it was like a, a large tennis racket. So it was a cane with a loop or a hoop, eh? Oh, no, I get it, at the end. So when you used to walk into things, it was yes. for when you go hiking on rough terrain. It was for that. Um, yeah, there you go. So I would be interested in this. Oh, you're going to be interested in this, all right. Well, I, I am very much a hiker, as you know, Stephen. Well, no, but this is the point. So I was talking to the guy not, uh, behind this. Yes. No, I know. Um <laughs> David Epstein is the guy's name, and I was getting because we're going to get him on the show at some point, and we were having a chat about you know what this is going to be, you know what we're going to talk about. But I just when I was mentioning to him, I said you know we've got friends of mine who could really benefit from this, and I think it'd be really interesting. He was telling me he said, look, you know, although the cane is it's the all terrain cane, that's what it's called, um, which you know, although all it was a cane, no, that doesn't work. So no. carry on. Um, <laughs> Very quickly, he said, it expanded beyond simple wilderness hiking. He says, now it can be used on beaches, playground parks, snowy realms, perfect in this kind of oh, weather, perfect in yep. Canada as well. He said, basically anywhere we want to be. And and he said, in particular, in developing countries where dirt roads are the norm. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about in this. So really interesting conversation coming up with David. We've got him booked in for an interview soon. So that will be coming up in the new year of uh, Double Tap. We've got lots of interesting stuff. Um, to talk about, I, I, you know, this, you know, ne- I can almost see next year happening right now. I've started. I've even started like laying out what we're going to do in the new oh, year. You are so organised. See, I, I've got to give it to you, Stephen. The amount of preparation you do for all these shows, amazing. I do nothing. So well done, you. Yeah, but you know, that's I, I, the control freak in me loves that. Yes, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm just like, just you just turn up, right? Just turn up and be here. I can I, do that. Put up with my nonsense. And, you know, just go with it, and it'll be brilliant. Uh, Fantastic. Listen, that is it for today. Uh, keep your feedback coming. I am really intrigued to hear what you've got to say about Soundscape, so we'll hear about that tomorrow on the show. Uh, of course, more of your voicemails, more of your emails coming tomorrow as well, and those reviews, because lots of you have been sending in your reviews. I also have a really interesting interview coming up this week about the uh, the Bristol Braille Technology, a company out of the UK, who've developed a new gaming Braille system. Very interesting. So we're going to talk about that with Bristol Braille Technology this week. All that coming up and more on Double Tap. Feedback at doubletaponair.com is our email address. You can call us and leave a voicemail on 1877-803-4567. Stay warm and stay safe, and we'll catch you all tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sounds like birds. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.